So this is a little bonus time because we thought it would be nice to open it up a little bit and also to have a conversation. And I have something I really want to add. So uh, if you don't mind, I'll start. Because you mentioned it, but uh, and I don't even know if it was in your talk or not. But uh, one of the things I really appreciated about Blanche's teaching about sewing, and it was clear that she got it from Joshin-san, was that the sewing needed to be wholehearted and, I don't know, sort of decent, that it didn't have to be perfect, that it represented that person. And she also, she's the one that told me that, Blanche told me that a Buddha sheds a tear for every stitch you take out, mm -hmm. uh, which was good for me, the perfectionist, what I am, that it was good for me to hear that, to not just say, oh no, it's a rice grain, oh my God, take it out. And uh, and I just, I so appreciate that, that uh, there was a sense that this is your rock suit and it reflects you. And that she did tell people, including me, to take things out sometimes, but she didn't do that lightly. And she also said, they're all beautiful, which is true. And uh, you, know, if you can go, uh, over it with a, uh, that, this, this image doesn't make sense, but I'll say, you could go over it with a fine tooth comb, with a microscope or something, and find stitches, anybody's, like even Eva Sloan's, or, or Christina's, you know, that weren't perfect. But that's not, that's not the important thing. It's, it's uh, with what heart you sew it. And, uh, and it's okay if it reflects you. And I remember her saying, you know, you could do the, the pine stitch, the stitch at the back, the protective stitch. You could even do it freehand. I don't know if it says that in the instructions anymore, but it used to. Um, and I think I would never do that. <laughs> it's too hard, actually. But, but the, the feeling of it is, it's yours. It's yours. And, and I, I feel near tears saying that. It just uh, it seems to me so important. And, and it's not about making everything a perfect dot or, or having like a template and you draw little dots all along the line before you start sewing. That is just not, to me, that's not Joshin-san's way and it's not Blanche's way. And um, I, I, I wanted to say that because I didn't say it yesterday. Well, I, you know, I mean, I, I can't stress enough what a big problem this perfectionism is because it's crept back in. And um, I don't think that was... It's, it, it wasn't the same problem with Yoshida Roshi, who came before Joshin-san, who was Joshin-san's sort of older Dharma sister, um, wanted stitches. This is how... Blanche and, and Vicky Austin have explained it to me um, that, that Yoshida wanted, Roshi wanted the stitches to look really good and would take, ask you to take them out if they didn't look really good. And, and that's how Tomoe category was taught. For Joshin-san, all that mattered was that it was structurally sound. And with Blanche, the only times we would take out stitches were if they, if, if they weren't structurally sound. Other than that, it, it's this really this idea of each stitch is sacred. Each stitch is a sacred 
mark in time of who it is that you are at that time and at that place. Mm -hmm. And the point is to take deep refuge with each stitch. But it's, it's such a Dharma gate now, this perfectionism. And I see it as, you know, someone who, who grew up in another culture. It's a very specifically North American thing. I find <laughs> where uh, th this this low self-esteem is connected. That's this famous low self-esteem that we have from the most powerful country in the world, and yet we have this low self-esteem. Is and I see it coming up in these two philosophies, these two sewing philosophies of uh, Yoshida and and Joshin san. Right, yeah, I mean, I describe it sometimes as the people are just absolutely terrified of making a mistake. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I get kind of, you know, I get tired of it. Actually, well, it's saying, it's okay. I want, I want to say, don't you just, don't you want to learn? What is it? Why is it so hard for Americans? Well, why they, is why it? Why do we it's, think of it's it? It's like it's a mistake. Yeah, it's fascinating. You know, it's not to just, me. oh, I'm learning. People who are very successful and accomplished will come to the sewing room and have this big problem of just, I really want to take these stitches out because they're no good. They want to erase that part of their existence. Right. And right. that part of their existence to Joshin-san was holy. It was sacred. This is a mark in time in, in, in your process uh, with beginner's mind mm -hmm. entering into uh, the great way. Yeah. And Blanche reflected that. Very much so. Yeah. Um, I read it. Did you have some particular thing that you wanted to say? Well, uh, this contradiction between, for, for Blanche, between the reality of her just amazing warm-heartedness and the sternness that was so terrifying on the outside. <laughs> it, it's uh, something that I hear people commenting about from when she was at the beginning of her sewing career of 40 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was something that, that she fought against right up until the end. I know people who, just in the last few years of when she was actively teaching, having Dokusan with her, uh, going to her and saying to her, you know, I was terrified of you for the first five years that I knew you. <laughs> and, and Blanche, they would as, uh, describe Blanche as putting her hands on her face, which she would do when something that she didn't like that she did happen. She would put her hands on her face and shake her head. And uh, apparently Lou, you know, was trying, her husband was trying to get her to, to notice when it is that she was being stern and coming across as uh, unaccessible. Because in her heart, she always wanted to be accessible. Yeah, it's ironic because... He always came across as he always, and he was he was cranky. Yes, he was. I very loved cranky. him, but he was yeah. and he was cranky. <laughs> he wasn't he so was. accessible either. But, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, yes, and, so it was, it was a big contradiction. That yeah, was, it was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, you know, one of the stories they both told was that you know, about they were having a hard. Blanche was, Blanche was a slob. <laughs> I take, I take it, I come across it. Honestly. Anyway, um, and Lou was the kind of person, he was, it was Germanic. Yeah. And uh, definitely Gentile. And uh, anyway, 
he was the kind of person that put things away and wanted things really neat. And Blanche was the kind of person that should just sort of drop things wherever. And it drove him crazy, and they were in marriage counseling. And uh, uh, partly about that, because he kept trying to teach her to be neat. <laughs> and the counselor finally said, Lou, you have three choices. You can leave, you can pick up after her, or you can step over it. <laughs> Those are your choices. They don't include that you can change Teach her. her. Yeah. That, that's not one. Yeah. And uh, so I guess Lou decided to, uh, to stick around, because he sure did. He sure did. You know, I, I remember it was probably two or three years before Lou was too infirm to come down to the Zendo. He would always sit in the uh, southeast corner of the Zendo, and, and that was sort of the exposed corner of the building, and it, he felt like this anchor in the Zendo. He always had that same seat right in the very corner right there. And Blanche... Um, was would sit over in the most senior section of the Zendo. And, you know, I would hear people talk, talking about them squabbling all the time and, and stuff like that. But Lou had this shuffle uh, in, the, in the Zendo uh, where he didn't pick his feet up. And uh, Blanche's knees were hurting her. And um, uh, we, had, we had sat down. It was probably the third or fourth day of Sashim. And... Um, I was sitting a couple of seats up from Lou, and uh, this period had, had been going for a couple of minutes, and I heard him get up, and I heard his shuffling all the way across the zendo, and I couldn't help but take a peek. And he had a, a support cushion in his hand, and he was taking it over to Blanche and giving it to her. And it was just such a beautiful... <laughs> yeah. Uh, caring uh, mark of their uh, long and deep and complicated uh, relationship. Yeah. It was very touching. And, uh, have you heard the story of their courting? Just say no, or yes. I don't think, I don't so. think so. We might have, but go <laughs> ahead. I love a good story is great. Well, more than like, it is a wonderful story. Um, you know, they were both in the Communist Party together, and they, of course, went to meetings and stuff. And so and she had a car, and so she uh, and she had a crush on him already. And she gave him a ride home to the East Bay. She lived in Davis, but she so she gave him a ride home to the East Bay. And she's driving, and she got they got across the bridge, and she thought. Um, this is, I, I don't know if she thought this, but basically this is my chance. And so instead of taking him straight home, she drove up into the Berkeley Hills <laughs> park somewhere. And there's, they're just sitting and uh, like looking at the lights or something, and he says, he says, Ralph tells me you think I'm cute. Is that so? <laughs> and I, she said, yes. And they talked for a long, long time, and then she took him home. And then she went home. And uh, the next night, uh, early, you know, maybe about midnight or 1 a.m., so she was in bed, but uh, not sound asleep. Anyway, she hears this voice, and he is outside her window serenading her. Oh. <laughs> and I'm 
wish I could remember. It was a very romantic song. Do you remember? Was <laughs> okay. he singing, singing or was singing? he playing? Or? I think he was playing a guitar <laughs> and singing. And um, that was kind of that. They started going together. They got married. And we have, I think it's on the altar downstairs. I didn't, I didn't print it out. Um, I didn't print out some of the things. But, um, there's a picture of them. I think it was the day they got married, and, and he's got on a fedora and a tie and all, and she's got a, a corsage and she has a fashionable coat on. She might have a hat. You know? It's a very sexy picture. It is a sexy picture. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it was wonderful. But but that serenading her was not. You don't think communist party in there <laughs> right. writing signs and doing petitions and doing whatever they're doing. Same time, he was a very romantic man. So let me. I did bring some pictures. I did print a couple of pictures. I mentioned to somebody yesterday that the photograph of her giving me my okesa when I uh, during my mountain seat ceremony just tells you everything about her, how she felt about uh, wrapped up and so on. So I put that on top. I also have the infamous Christophe picture. And I have a picture, there's two pictures. Of, there's one of her giving me the Ocasa, and then there's another one of her putting it on. And that one, you know, I just look at it. Uh, that one, just the look on her face. I'm sorry, it's not a very good print. And there's Cheerio in the background, and Megan, and Steve Weintraub, and Liam. Better, I can give you the, you know, send it to you. Yeah, you make it, a better says, print. it says a lot right there, her exactly, face. Yeah. <laughs> that one, too, in a different <laughs> way. I don't know what we were laughing about. I mean, who knows? She had probably just put it on wrong or something. Oh, I, I, well, I, or I did. That looks like a nine, nine, nine show that's it being is. It put was on It is, it was my mountain seat. Okay, Manasseh, yes, of course, of course. So that was here? Yes. You yes. already had the new windows? No. It looks like you did. Well, they didn't change it very much. <laughs> this is her Dharma transmission. I think so. I love the look on Mel's face. Look at proud papa. He looks like a proud papa, yeah. exactly. <laughs> She was already gone, maybe. What's the significance of this one? I'm not sure. But it's just a wonderful picture. Yeah. And I love this. This is her Dharma day. transmission. Okay. And that's poor. And there's her proud papa. Tassamara. Yeah. Tassamara. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, she and Norman were oh, God, I haven't seen this one. I love this. I want one of these. <laughs> Well, you know, I can I can send it to you, you know, by email, and then you could print out a better copy. Uh, I'd love to have a copy of that one because she's handing you the rope. Yeah, that one too. One of you, please. Also, also, I assume that you well, that's the other thing that would be great 
if we I mean, wait to to her until to we actually have a sewing room, <laughs> I haven't seen which is not going to be for a year. We can, but how do you feel about uh, having the, the ceremony before we actually go to sewing room? You know? I don't care. I just want to get... I, we're sort of divesting a little bit here. Okay. I mean, or we can give it to you informally and then we can have an investiture. Okay, well, why don't we do that? Okay. Why don't I take it with me and, and keep it in the sewing room? But I would like to actually have a ceremony once we have our, our proper sewing room yet to That's install fine. it. Okay, good. That's I'll make fine. sure that and, happens. And we can, you can, okay. you know, we, we will give it to you. Okay. And you, I'll hold it up and you okay. bow it. I'll give it to you and I'll bow Very so good. we do. Okay, good. Yeah. good. Is this a Tessa Uh-huh. That's the end of the Zen Anyway, just inside this. I don't know where the one I made a, a special had a special bit print made that was bigger than eleven by seventeen. I looked for it. I, I don't know where it went. So we were going to take this time to see if you all had questions. Yeah,、yeah. it's been awesome having you here. Yeah, yeah, it's been really great. Well, thank you for thank you to Mary for making it happen and inviting me. Thank you so much. I feel like you just you took it over, and I thought yes, yes, I get to sew. Because I think it's
Joan Amaral and, and uh, Jana Draka and Leanne Shuck and a couple of others. Um, she would have preferred them to be sewing, the, the, the main sewing trainee, but anyway, she asked uh, Leanne and I both to repair her Ocasa, and it was a true gift. So it, to you're, repair you're, Blanche's Ocasa? Yes, yeah, so oh. you would be. I'm trying to get you to, once these folks are finished with their uh, rock suits and just just uh, just yeah pay attention to who really <laughs> loves sewing and and it, it's a it truly is a gift to yeah. allow your students to do something People very intimate to, like that yeah yeah it used to happen with Mel there you know often during work period one person would be in there fixing his rope yeah, yeah. well I, I felt like it was a turning point for Blanche and I when because she really wanted Leanne to do it, and then when we were, the three of us sitting at dinner, and I said, you know, Blanche, I went ahead, Leanne was busy, and I, I went ahead and, and, and washed your case, and Blanche did this thing again. She put her <laughs> hands, she put her hands on her face, and, and I said, and I, I repaired your case for you. And that was a turning point mm -hmm. of us being able to be uh, very intimate, because it is a very intimate thing to do, to, to trace your teacher's stitches. Yeah, well, it was uh, nice for me to do, to, to wear yes. to repair mouths. Even though you said that it was probably his wife who made it, huh? Well, I did say that. I did say that. She might not. He, he might have made one. I don't know. But she did a lot. She sewed a lot. She sewed like a karomo for him or a kimono. Well, and he was a fine artist and a house painter, so uh, I, I'm sure that he didn't uh, dislike it. He might have been too busy to do some of it, but... I can imagine him like like us here. Well, girls so better. <laughs> you don't think you're ever going to forget them. Oh. And, and I'm being escorted at least. It's I'd now recorded. It's now recorded. It's now recorded. And for the right price, Kate's husband will cut that out. We'll cut that out. <laughs> but only for the right price. I found it very useful hearing. I probably heard maybe before the connection between perfectionism and low self-esteem, but I think I, I really heard it this time, and I, I find that extremely helpful. Uh, I see it widespread. And I really enjoyed hearing that Blanche and Lou, one of them kept things really tidy, and the other one just, because I'm in a relationship like that. And for many years, I, well, she's a Zen practitioner at some point, she'll, like, she'll put her shoes straight. You know? <laughs> so I've kind of struck a balance between the some picking up after and some stepping over, and I think that, that's fine. <laughs> but I was glad to hear the two of them having that. <laughs> Isn't there a thing in Japan like wabi sabi? That's or what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna Where say. screwing yeah. up is good. Well, maybe I'm sick. Maybe I'm putting it in my words. You are. Yes, right you are. What it is is it's a it's a, a an aesthetic. It's mm -hmm. oftentimes thought of as a Zen aesthetic, but mm -hmm. I think it's much broader than that and probably older. And it really has to do with uh, the acceptance of natural historical development. So we put varnish on our wood here in this country to make the wood look vibrant and new. And in Japan, it's left to turn gray and stains are left on it. And that is considered more beautiful than our rich, shiny, varnished wood. So that's just one example mm. right there. Um, or also like a, a, you know, a vase or a teacup that's 
broken. And sure, then it's and it has in a way soupy, to yeah. show the break. Yeah. That yeah. You don't I don't know if that's soupy. wabi sabi. It, I, I think, think it's a Japanese aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Sure. that's called kintsugi. Uh, uh, what you're okay. talking about is where it's it's repaired uh, sometimes actually with gold, right. but depending on how many wars there have been recently, uh, mm. it can just be with glue that's then gold leafed. Um, but yeah, that that is connected to to wabi sabi um, because it's well because it's 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 um, embracing. The brokenness of something, yeah. as a part of the beauty and growth of this object. Okay. I think of it as more austere than that. Um, you know that leaving, leaving the crack, and uh, sometimes sometimes they don't. It doesn't wreck something, and you could still use it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The things being spare. I've heard this. Uh, do you know who Hekizan was? No. He was uh, he was a real old-time Zemi guy. He was uh, he had been a uh, jazz musician and a taxi driver. Mel loved him. Mel drove a taxi too. Anyway, so and he and he was a tea master. And if oh, you ever wow. noticed the there's a in I think it's in the library. Anyway, there's a long. Uh, picture that's framed it's just pen and ink drawings and that's his I I think that it is his doodling during study <laughs> I don't know but it's like the end of the ox herding pictures from the per perspective of a tea person um, anyway he uh, he uh, otherwise lived a pretty simple life and um, he talked about wabi-sabi from a tea perspective, and mm -hmm. that's how I came. I came with this feeling that it's uh, it's it's very simple, and uh, and um, not ostentatious at all. And that's why I think the gold stuff might be not so much in, in his way of talking. About sure. It. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I, I think it's one of those things that we sort of understand. Right, Because exactly. it's not part of, it's not in our bones. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's this other part that we have, which is sort of, in some ways, contradictory to what I understand in my Western way, wabi-sabi, which is precision. Precision in Zen. And so once again, this is, this is Yoshida Roshi, precision, and Joshin-san, uh, heart. Yeah. and sacredness in, in what we would call imprecision, but what, what she would call really, you know, just a sacred mark of, uh, in history. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's this precise, this precision, and I think that gold, the gold part of Kintsugi is, is more towards that precision side, which uh, tea service certainly has, um, mm -hmm. and we have in our, our Orioki, and in other parts of, of our Zen, Training. Yeah, uh, there's this precision. Blue yeah. called Orioki a Zen mess kit. <laughs> I've heard Orioki referred to as uh, OCD picnic. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know we attach sickness and disease to this uh, precision, which is is doesn't come across as uh, in any way neurotic uh, in 
in Japanese expression of it, uh, whereas for us it oftentimes is, and 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 ends up therefore for me being a dharma gate of looking you know, at. It's funny you say that because um, I think of Japan being a place where perfectionism is probably pretty rampant. But you know, like when I was taking sumie, my teacher said we were learning to do um, bamboo leaves. And she said, in Japan, when I was going to school, we, for a year, we didn't do anything but paint bamboo leaves so they could get it right. And that seems pretty perfectionist Is to it me. true that you were trying to get it right? No. Or, is it, or were you just trying to get it inside? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Getting that's it right is perfectionism. That's yeah. neurosis. But getting it inside of you and getting yeah. inside of it is something different. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a wholeheartedness. Yeah. Because there's a whole theory about in Chinese paint, and because the Japanese tradition comes actually from the Chinese tradition, mm-hmm. yes. and in our drawing um, area, we all took a, a workshop with. A Chinese master, and that's and there's a whole theory about about that. That it's like you know the student works for a whole year just on bamboo, so that the idea of the brush and the ink and the hand of the artist and the object being represented is all one. Right? It's very it's actually very zen. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's no separation yeah. between. So that's what that is practice. There's a calmness to the repetitious training that there isn't in trying to reach perfection mm-hmm. the way it is that we do. I'd love to. I'd like to say it's a practice. It's a practice, yeah. Shame being linked. I, I, I mean, thought the idea and heard the idea and talked about it, blah, blah. But the way you put it that way was really useful. And those... When I think sometimes um, kind of big words like shame are really particularly useful because they get our attention and we can, they can we can then hear it. So, but I th- I feel like Oriyoki is very similar to that because okay. it's it's a it's a formal it's formalized so it's mm-hmm. the beauty of of form. Um, I don't see it as OCD. Yeah. Right. Well, that's looking at it from a very Western sort of disease-based, yeah. disease-identifying, uh, neurosis-identifying right. perspective. Yeah. Blanche loved it, of course. Mm-hmm. One of her many famous stories that you've got, I'm sure you've heard me say it. I don't know if you've heard her say it, but she, she tells a story. This is her um, first experience of instant karma. And she was. They were eating oriyoki uh, in the uh, zendo at city center, I think. And they, at the time, they didn't have any tons. They didn't have any platforms, so they're all sitting on the floor. And he he was sitting on a little bit of elevated platform in front of them. And uh, he said, "The uh, often I think of it as the, what the abbot says often." The, the, Please eat more quietly with your spoons, because they had metal spoons that were clinking. And uh, anyway, so he said, and she had been studying tea, so she was doing it just right. So she's um, 
she's eating her cereal, and she's, she says to herself, I wonder if he's seeing how, how nicely I'm doing. And her ball leapt out of her hand. Of course. Of course. And you told that story. You have, you have, you've heard that before, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. And it's just, I love that she told it on herself. And that it was just a wonderful example of, of instant karma. And anyway. Is there anything else? Because we, we, we can go on talking for all day, but is there anything else about Blanche or anything that either one of us has said that you want to ask about or talk about? I've, I've noticed um, quite a difference between when I sewed my rakasu um, and my blue one and, and this one that um, I remember sewing being really hardened. I remember being feeling, I don't know if it was shame or guilt, but I I did want to erase a lot of my work. And sort of like when I, I think hearing like this is you and your stitches and this is Buddha made me think, well, I can't let this be me and Buddha. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's just, I've just, I haven't gotten very far, but it's so enjoyable now. So before you were thinking, I can't let this be me and Buddha. Right. And now you're willing to accept it more. Now, now that's, that's well, of what Of course, it your is. stitches are nicer. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose but, there's that. But his, his attitude is really, yeah. really different. Yeah. You probably, you probably saw me from the outside with that attitude. Well, I saw you from the outside and the inside from that attitude, if I, I seem to recall, but. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, well this is very important. This yeah. is this is getting to know ourselves and know our relationship with the world. Mm -hmm. right. We were just studying the song of Zazen, right? Mm -hmm. Apart from human beings, no Buddha. Mm -hmm. Apart right. from Buddha, no human beings. And that is the role that shame plays for us in my experience is it separates us mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. why it is in contradiction to our Zen training. Very important to identify. You're learning who it is that you are, mm -hmm. yeah. and you're accepting who it is that you are mm -hmm. by doing your stitches. There's a famous story that my teacher Ed always tells about Suzuki Roshi. Who, you know, he got very sick with pancreatic cancer very quickly, and that's one of the more painful, especially mm -hmm. back in the 1970s, early 70s cancers, um, and uh, if you've ever seen any photographs, he clearly was very, very, visibly you could see how sick he was, and he had to do a mountain seat ceremony for Richard Baker, and do a bunch of administrative stuff, And uh, but he was very sick, and, and, and one of his students hadn't seen him for a while, and came to see him, and he was in, in the hospital, and uh, apparently, I guess he looked... Uh, Suzuki Roshi looked at this student who came in who was shocked and obviously very distressed to see Suzuki Roshi so close to death. And uh, my teacher at Sazen quotes Suzuki Roshi as saying, don't worry, uh, whatever the person's name was, don't, don't worry, Dick, I know who I am. And this is Suzuki Roshi at the end of his life having done the work of understanding who, not only who he is, but what he is as an organism. And that 
uh, he understands that he's at the end of his life. And that this is the fruit of uh, Zen practice, is knowing truly to study the Buddha, Buddha way. We hear it all the time, is to study the self. <laughs> Sometimes we just go straight to forget the self, because that's our denial right there. But we have to study we have to study, we have to study, and in studying we embrace everything, the beautiful stitches and the, what we think are ugly stitches, the crooked stitches. It breaks down our illusions about what life is and who it is that we think we are. And so that makes it a very beautiful thing. Oh, is this a good place to stop to somebody? Have any, any burning desires? I just, I can't help, I have to say this, but, because <laughs> now with, with, you know, AI coming, you know, it seems to be this, you know, again, going back to this like, Western idea of perfectionism, 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 but it just seems to be that on steroids, you know, and, and like losing that human Losing, like, I'm just terrified that we're losing the human. Yeah. Humanness. Yeah, yeah. well, this, it's going to happen. this race for perfectionism and better It's going to happen. It's already happening. In fact, yeah. we've already experienced it by meeting always on Zoom. Yes. And Zoom is wonderful. Zoom is wonderful during a, an international pandemic mm. when being together in close proximity means death for certain people certain vulnerable people, yeah. it's great to have Zoom. But Zoom is limited, and people are happy when Zoom ends, for the most part, speaking in a general way. And so we're going to get things from AI. We're, we're going to get lots of good things from AI, and then we're going to get some bad things from Zoom. During COVID, we had people became isolated and sort of got used to not having to travel to go and be in close proximity with people but we must be in close proximity with people we have to be it doesn't matter how great the zoom technology is it hasn't kept us from doing what it is that we're doing right now which is being in the same room with each other mm. you guys came from a long way away it's expensive you've got to take time off of work uh, you've got to cut into, into your life in, in, in lots of ways we don't even know about, instead of us sitting on Zoom, you know, I could have sat and shown you how to do well, look, stuff on Zoom like with three cameras. A year so. I didn't do it because it took coming here and being with all of you for we, me to get that work done. I just and, couldn't and I do think, it on my own. I think that need is going to always trump AI. with. Uh, and I realize this things AI is going to be able to do that I can't even imagine. But so far, everything that I've heard of, of AI uh, and experienced of, of AI, it's it's uh, it's really interesting and it's really great. And I can see how it would save a lot of time, sort of you know, for writing stuff down and lots of other things that it saves. But it, it's 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 not the same as being in the room with with someone. Just not. And if we're, we need to focus, we're over time, and so oh. we could talk about all kinds of things. Yes, we could. So let's talk about Blanche, and, and maybe in Lou if you want, but, but we really, I think, need to either focus on that 
or, or stop. And I need to cook. Yeah, I mean, it's... Or warm up, I should say. So are, is this a good time to stop? This is yeah, I'll just say I wanted to uh, note that both of you talked of Blanche's practice as devotion mm -hmm. practice, and um, that's what I've experienced here. I mean, both of you, and, and I've known you a long time. <laughs> so that's not just words. It's what I have seen. So I guess I see Blanche in you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope she can hear that and that she's passed it on. Yes. I hope that uh, you used to say when when uh, when somebody did a jukai, and, uh, you know, when she was saying congratulatory words, she'd say, Bodhisattvas are dancing everywhere and Udambara flowers yes. are yes. <laughs> raining down upon you or something. Yes. Wonderful image. We, we better stop because I just thought another one. I've, I've, I've told you that. Come on, make it the last right. one. Her, 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 well, she had a famous skit for skit night. Uh, it started at Tassajara where you, know, you don't have heat in your room mostly. And, uh, and it's very cold at night. It can get down in, to the 20s often and even lower sometimes. And so one of the things you do is have a hot water bottle and if you're smart you have two. One for your feet and one for sort of around your belly. And so she, she's, she is, her skin is about you know, getting into bed at night so she, she takes a hot water bottle and she puts it in her sleeping bag. And I don't remember if she took a second one, but the hot water bottle. And then she um, takes her uh, long underwear for the morning and puts that in with the hot water bottle. And I don't even remember. She she just gets she gets all these things in there. And then the uh, the punchline, the last thing, is a toilet seat. <laughs> Because it's cold. Yeah, you have to get up in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, and or the you know at three thirty in the morning, it's still pretty cold. Yeah, yeah, it always brought down the house. But particularly for anybody who lived at Tassajara. Anyway, okay, that's a good place to start. She left sweet things.